This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to another edition of Through the Spoke, a Miami Hurricanes football and recruiting podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. David Lake joined, as always, by Gabby Urrutia. And Gabby, it's a big-time preview podcast we got today because it is Paradise Camp weekend. Uh, I feel like just because of the the busy nature of June, Paradise Camp kind of snuck up on us this year, yeah. But but it is here nonetheless. How excited are? Because have you have you covered a Paradise Camp yet? I, I don't remember. No, I haven't. I haven't. Um, it, this is gonna be my first Paradise Camp. It's usually later in the year, isn't it? Isn't it usually like late July? Some years, I, like yeah. I think when it first started, it was July. But I think in the last couple couple Paradise Camps, they might have moved it up to June. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, it's. It's here, um, and we will dive into that. Before we jump into here, our, our preview and breakdown of Paradise Camp and the official visitors that are expected to be at Miami this weekend, let me um, draw some attention to a subscription deal that 24-7 Sports has activated for us this weekend uh, because it is Paradise Camp weekend. So we're going to break it all down for you here on this podcast, and if you are, if you are intrigued, to follow Gabby's excellent coverage of Paradise Camp. Uh, We have a two month for the price of only $1 VIP special going on right now on the website, insidetheu.com. So if you wanna support this podcast, that's definitely one way to do it. Um, I think two months would essentially get you the full Paradise coverage. It would get you July, which I think could be a busy month of commitments, um, you know, for Miami and around the country. And then also too, it's going to get you most of fall camp. So most of that month of August, which, you know, there's always news and developments happening with the team at that time as, as they prepare for Alabama. So I think it's a good deal to take advantage of again, two months for the price of $1. And uh, if you guys decide to subscribe, we definitely appreciate it. And, uh, Let's jump into it now. I want to say, too, uh, it's, you know, South Florida here in the summer. It is storming outside. So hopefully none of this thunder makes it through the sound waves here on the podcast. But it is what it is if it does make it through. So, Gabby, let's jump into it. Um, Paradise Camp. Uh, You know, from my perspective, right, because I have covered some Paradise Camps in the past, this Paradise Camp has a different feel to it. Uh, mainly because, you know, of the condensed uh, recruiting cycle with things finally opening up here in June, I feel like that has meant uh, that there are going to be less rising seniors 
than we normally see at a paradise camp. So less of the 2022s uh, for this specific paradise camp. Um, is that a fair way to categorize it in your opinion? It's, it's gonna be a, a camp. It's still an all-star camp because there are some big time guys, um, but, but it's gonna be more of a camp about 2023s and younger. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, you look at the the kind of group of underclassmen that are expected to be there, and it is a pretty, pretty loaded group. But, you know, a lot of the names that are, you know, probably making their way through the Miami fan base, you know, a lot of the targets that are currently, uh, you know, on the board right now, you're not going to see a whole ton of those guys, which, yeah, David, I think, I think you can kind of point that back to the fact that, you know, it is a different calendar. You know, everyone's trying to get out this month because this right. was the first month that everyone's able to start taking visits and all that stuff. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, this is me just kind of guessing. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe some guys end up popping in just sure. because of like, you know, I feel like that's kind of like the way it goes sometimes where like, you'll know, you, you won't think this guy's coming, but he ends up coming anyways, last minute, you know, maybe some of the teammates are coming around, like one of those situations. So I could definitely see some guys end up that like, show up that maybe aren't around but you know i do think that you know we're going to be looking at this list again maybe this time next year and be like man these guys were like these right. guys were there you know like these guys were there so right now you know on the surface probably not going to wow you especially with that 2022 class but i think you know for future classes you're going to look back and be like okay like this wasn't as maybe as bad as maybe we thought at the time right so nothing in my opinion nothing to be concerned about but, but I will, I do think it's worth mentioning, Gabby, that today on the, on the website inside the U, you did say, you wrote a story basically saying that Miami's, I think the top player on the board at, at any position, uh, Shamar Stewart, the five-star defensive lineman at a Monsignor pace is planning to be at Paradise Camp, correct? Yeah, Shamar Stewart is going to be there. Um, you know, that's something that we had been kind of working through for a few days. We finally got the the green light today that it was definitely happening. So, you know, that, I think that's a really big deal. And like, you know, Shamar Stewart being there, you know, it's going to be his fourth time on campus this month alone, you know, so basically almost a full weekday worth of like days that Shamar Stewart has spent in Coral Gables this month. I think it's a really big deal. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, Andrew Ivins and Steve Wiltfong, you know, start th dropping the, you know, low confidence crystal balls towards Miami, but, I think it's kind of a sense in where things are kind of trending. And so to see him back on campus again for this paradise camp, you know, with a bunch of, you know, NFL superstars, I know Calais Campbell will be there. Uh, who knows who else comes up, you know, just guys that he can kind of look at and be like, you know what, like, you know, I can definitely make it out of this place. So uh, I think it's huge that he's going to be there. Are you, I, I'm assuming that he will not be working out. He'll just be there to hang out. It, it, do you know, are you under the same impression or, or do you think he is going to work out? Um, I feel like I'd be surprised to see him work out. Like, I know he didn't work out at Future 50 after I think he, like, you know, tweaked something at, like, working out for Ohio State. Um, you know, I, I guess there's no real reason for him to work out. Like, you know, I know that I feel like everyone in Miami already believes in kind of what he's done, you know, had a massive spring game. So I feel like he put a lot of stuff, like, out there of what he can currently do. Um, I, I would be honestly pretty surprised to see him working out. But, I mean, who knows? Uh, it could be a, a pleasant surprise to see him know, lace up some cleats and kind of get after it. So the other 2022s um, that I, I think are going to work out that, that are attending, right? Uh, again, you can look at the entire list on insidetheu.com. Gabby has a good article there highlighting those guys. I just want to ask you, Gabby, 
you know, it's my kind of impression that most of these guys are trying to catch the eye of Miami. They're, they're trying to catch their attention with a strong performance, potentially receive a committable offer. Um, is there a guy that intrigues you um, in that 2022 class that that's planning on working out um, that, that you'll be looking out for during the camp? Yeah, there, there's honestly a few guys. And okay. even now, just like looking at it, I mean, I, I think Elijah McCantos, the cornerback out of Miami Edison, I think that's an interesting one. You know, you know, he worked out for Miami a couple weekends ago, and I know that they kind of liked what they saw from him. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to walk out of there with an offer, but, you know, I think that that's a name to kind of monitor to see how the cornerback board eventually shakes out. Right. Um, I'm kind of intrigued with Sean Wilson. He's a guy that Miami offered really early on in the process you know, out of the, out of New York, I think it's Christ the King um, up there in New York. And uh, you know, he's a big body. I think he's like six, five, really long, kind of fits the bill of what like, you know, Rob Likens wants. I think it's going to be interesting for Miami to, you know, get eyes on him, just given the fact that they do want to add like taller, longer bodies. And, you know, I think a a good workout from him uh, could be interesting. You know, you never know what happens with Jaden Gibson, Isaiah Horton, those types of guys. So I think that he could potentially be an interesting name. And I'm super intrigued with Darius Thomas, the guy, the safety out of Miramar. Again, another guy that's worked out for Miami. Um, you know, he could potentially maybe be a striker if, you know, he continues to kind of, you know, work out well and kind of show him what he can do. I think he could be a guy maybe later on in the cycle that maybe kind of comes back up if, you know, certain things don't fall Miami's way. So I think that he's also someone else that, you know, I would be probably keeping an eye on. With Elijah McCantos, how would you say he compares to the rest of, you know, this kind of top group that Miami is targeting at cornerback. So obviously Kamari Rogers is in the boat, but you have guys like Chris Graves, Jacoby Spells, uh, the Henderson twin, um, you know, Trequan Fegans. How does he compare to those guys just in body type and, and ability from what you've seen? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do think he's probably a, a, a shade below those guys. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to kind of categorize him on the same level as Chris Graves or any of those types. Um, I do think he's an intriguing, he has a really like good looking frame. Like, you know, he's a strong kid, like not really skinny. Uh, you know, he's kind of built pretty nice, not the tallest, probably five of 10, maybe five eleven. but you know, he, he has a lot of experience playing corner plays at a high level at on seven on seven, you know, one of the, guys for South Florida Express over there. So, you know, he's kind of seen a lot of big time talent. Um, You know, I could potentially see Miami working their way back to him. um, But, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like in love with Elijah McCantos, but I I would be interested to see how he kind of competes in this setting and to kind of see how Miami, you know, continues to like sort of evaluate him through this process. And, you know, of course, just kind of depending on how the board shakes out, I, I could see them kind of turning towards him. If, if I force you to make a projection and not saying like this, this is going to happen at all, but if, if I was going to say following this paradise camp, this is the one player Gabby would predict has the best chance at earning a committable offer after the camp, who would you pick? Man, that would be tough. Um, I think, I think Sean Wilson, maybe, because I, okay. I am a little bit intrigued by him. Dark horse is this guy, Khalif Edwards. He's a linebacker out of Louisiana. Right. Uh, you know, he has, I think he's crystal ball to Mississippi State right now. So, you know, has drawn some SEC interest. 
has a couple other offers, Colorado, Arizona State, schools like that. But, you know, I know we're going to get into it later in the show, David, but, you know, the linebacker board could potentially shift, you know, depending on how certain dominoes fall. And right. uh, I think that he could be a name to watch. I think that he's a name that, you know, Jonathan Packey could end up liking. I know he's coming in here. I know Chris Stock wrote an article on him about he wants to come in and show Miami, you know, that he can play here and all that stuff. So, you know, if he's able to do that, uh, you know, I would abs- I would probably put his name pretty high up there in terms of a committable offer. So let's move on to the 2023 guys. Uh, a lot of headliners there. I think just a rough count, you know, by the looks of things, over 10 top 247 uh, prospects planning to be there and most likely work out at the camp. Um, no need to go through them all, Gabby. Again, yeah. if you guys want want the full list, check out InsideTheU.com. Um, but but who are who are some of the 2023 prospects you think are worth highlighting? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to you got to kind of start at the top there. I mean, you're you're going to get a five star defensive lineman in Jaden Wayne. He's out of Washington State, and I don't know what what it is with these Washington State guys <laughs> making their way down to Miami uh, this summer, but it's 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 a thing. And uh, you know, I think it's a big deal that you know Miami's going to get a talent like that uh, on campus. And so, I mean, I think he's probably the headliner of the entire group, at least of the 2023s. And then honestly, I mean, I just think it's a strong defensive line group. I mean, between Jaden Wayne, Miami Central's Ruben Bain, who's already spent time on campus, and then Wilkie, Wilkie Denod out of like the Fort Pierce area. Uh, I think right. those are three top guys. And then also the receivers. I mean, you're going to get, we talk about that 2023 class and the wide receivers. You're going to get three of the very best of them. Uh, you know, in Jalen Brown out of Gulliver Prep, uh, Nathaniel Joseph out of Miami Edison, and then Hakeem Williams, who's that big body, six foot four, 200 pound type that, you know, Rob Likens and, and those guys, you know, really, really like. So three big time dudes in, on, on, you know, coming out of that position, I think it's a big deal. Do you think, and a lot's been talked about on the website, on the message board, in terms of the early commitment policy, right? That Manny Diaz is kind of trying to institute. Um, it, it seems like kind of every year at Paradise Camp, Miami might take one or two 2023 commitments. Do you think that's possible at all here, um, this, this camp? Or do you expect Manny, the staff, to kind of pump the brakes on, on, on that potential uh, commitment from those young young players and just kind of keep building those relationships I mean I would I would lean towards the latter you know just kind of keep building those relationships and all that stuff um, I just feel like it's really soon in the process and I feel like for the 2023s in a sense they're almost like starting from the very beginning right now because again like the last time that you know some of these kids weren't recruited when they were high school freshmen which was the last time that they were really able to get out before this past, before like June. So I feel like for a lot of these kids, it's, it, it almost feels like the very, very beginning in terms of just like weighing their options and really seeing all these different schools. So, I mean, I'm not sure if Miami is just going to go ahead and, and do that. I mean, I guess theoretically they could, they do have a commitment from Lamar Seymour, the wide receiver out of Miami right. Central who, who will be at paradise. Um, but you know, I, I'm not sure how much, I'm not sure how much further they want to really dive into that class. Just, kind of just kind of just like you know how it goes and how the what's kind of been around the program with like you know the decommitments and all that stuff I think they're going to be very careful 
about the guys that they do choose to accept. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say it's right. not going to happen. It honestly depends on how good the player is. Yeah. Right? It, of so course. like if Jalen Brown or Jaden Wayne, the five-star out of Washington state, like if he says, I want to commit Miami, it, it wouldn't be smart to, for Miami to be like, no, let's wait. Yeah. You, know, you just kind of take it and let it play out. Oh, but definitely. yeah. The, the lower level guys, I don't think there's any rush need for a rush to, to take commitments from those kind of guys, even though they, you know, a year from now, like you said, they might end up being big, big, big time guys. Um, quarterbacks, always an intriguing storyline going into paradise camp. Miami of course has their 2022, uh, quarterback commit locked in, in Jakari Brown. Um, so this paradise camp, it's going to be valuable for Rhett Lashley to get his eyes on uh, quarterbacks that compete for future classes, right? Um, so highlight some of the key names to know at quarterback going into this camp. Yeah, and no, I think probably the, the biggest name to know at the position just going into the day is going to be Malachi Singleton. You know, he's out of North Cobb in Georgia, has a bunch of power five offers. I mean, you're talking Georgia, Georgia Tech, Louisville, NC State. He has, he has more than that. Uh, UCF is offered. He just camped at Ohio State. So, you know, there's a six foot two, 210 pounder that Brett Lashley offered a little while ago to top two, four, seven passer. Um, I think that it's a big deal that he's that, you know, he's going to be at paradise and just kind of spinning it for Rhett Lashley and that staff. So in terms of just like, you know, a guy that is going to be around like soon or just for that camp, uh, I think Malachi Singleton is, is a name to know. Another guy that's going to be throwing it is uh, Fernando Mendoza. He's out of Columbus and, you know, he's had a very, very successful career kind of leading that offense, you know, pushing six foot five over 200 pounds, has a bunch of Ivy league offers, a lot of like, you know, the smart schools as they would say. And uh, so, I mean, I guess a guy that, you know, they could, a local guy that they could potentially evaluate and all that stuff. And then, you know, in the, in the class of 2024, uh, you know, Adrian Poss out of Miami Pace and uh, Tyler Aronson out of, you know, Palm beach, Benjamin, uh, I had both of them on there. Uh, Posse just tweeted that he's actually going to be at Alabama uh, on the 26th. So uh, I'm assuming that means that he's not going to be at Miami unless he has a very, very impressive travel schedule. Okay. Um, so I think you kind of crossed Posse out the board there. But again, a guy that's worked out for Rhett Lashley and that staff already has come right. back on an official visit. Don't think that's the end of the world there. But, you know, Tyler Aronson, David, I know there's a kid that you're high on. Uh, we know it's a guy Rat, Rat Lashley's high on. I think that he's definitely an intriguing name in that 2024 class. Yeah, Tyler is an intriguing 2024 quarterback. Saw him at, uh, I think, the first seven-on-seven camp Miami held in June. And when I was watching, he got hot. And uh, it, it was impressive to see him push the ball downfield. You know, like any young quarterback, he's definitely got things he's still got to work on and improve. But uh, for his age, he does do some impressive things. And I do like the aggressiveness he shows with pushing the ball downfield in that seven on seven setting. Um, so yeah, some good arms, uh, will be at paradise camp and, you know, it does seem like just in the past that typically the guys who do camp at Miami, the quarterbacks who do camp at Miami in some regard, uh, end up committing. So the, the probability of, of Miami landing one of these guys in the future down the road, I think is high. You know, Jake Garcia didn't necessarily compete at a paradise camp, but he did, he did camp at Miami back in the day. Jakari Brown did go to a paradise camp. Um, 
so on and so forth. So how about the other 2024s, Gabby? I know those guys are young, um, but, but there's already some ballers emerging from that class. Who, who else would you highlight from that 2024 cycle that plans to be there? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely going to be a few dudes. Um, I mean, Chance Robinson is a wide receiver out of St. Thomas Aquinas that he told me he's going to be there. Uh, you know, I'm a big, big fan of his game. I think that 20, honestly, like we talked about the 2023 wide receiver class, and I know no one's ready to start moving on to 2024, but there's absolutely a few dudes in that class too. Chance Robinson's definitely one of them. Uh, with Adrian Poss going to Alabama, I don't know what that means for Jeremiah Smith, who's a you know wide receiver at a pace that has been really, really impressive. Not sure if that means he's going to be there. Um, so I think that would make this, that would mean the same for Josiah Trader, but if those two were to show up, those are two big, big time guys, uh, a couple defensive linemen. I mean, Dylan Stevenson out of Miami Killian is, is just physically very, very impressive at this stage of his like development and all that, uh, you know, really big, I think he's going to be a high level, you know, power five talent. I think he's really, really good. Uh, Dalen Russell is a kid out of Miami Columbus. He earned an offer after the June 2nd cookout. And I'm a big fan of him. I think he's a good player. Same thing with TJ Capers. He's another guy out of Columbus, a linebacker. Just again, just really physically impressive. I saw him at a seven on seven tournament. I can't remember when it was, but like, I was just like, who in the world is that kid? Made him his 24 seven sports profile. You know, he, I think he has a couple offers. I think UCF, um, Florida recently offered. I think I know Miami offered. And I think like Ole Miss or something like that. But I think he's definitely a name to watch in that 2024 class. So yeah, not necessarily the, uh, sexiest 2022 names on, you know, scheduled to compete at the Paradise Camp, but the young group that Miami is going to have competing at Paradise Camp is very strong. And in a way, you know, they're, they're kind of getting a head start on the rest of the country in terms of evaluating some of the top local talent. Um, so it's, it's, it is going to be a valuable camp in terms of spinning things forward to the 2023-2024 cycles and establishing those relationships, et cetera. Um, before we, we close the book here on the Paradise Camp preview portion of this podcast, Gabby, I want to get your take um, on should we expect any commitments out of this weekend? And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this to paradise campers right not not the official visitors but the guys participating in paradise camp and i'll set the over under at a half so <laughs> it's either going to be zero or one or more i'm just curious what what would you bet i would probably i'd probably go with the under honestly yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not I a, think that's I, fair. yeah i don't think miami's ready to start taking commitments from any of these guys yet and again the big time guys that you kind of mentioned earlier don't think they're going to move in that direction this soon so uh i'm going to go under for sure yeah and i think it's twofold right like in terms of 2022 miami is is trying to go big game hunting right like they 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 want to go after dudes and they feel like they still have plenty of time to do that so they don't necessarily want to get to those plan b plan c types you know here in late june now that could happen, you know, October, November, December. Uh, but right now in June, I don't think they necessarily want to quote unquote reach for guys. Definitely. And I think that's the right game plan there. And then, you know, in 2023s and younger, we've kind of already touched on it, but you know, I don't think Manny Diaz wants to, wants that decommit you moniker uh, surrounding the program anymore. So uh, 
it would have to take a big, big, big time special player to want to commit, I think, for that to happen. And even then, I think Miami might still pump the brakes um, if they felt like it wouldn't necessarily sour that prospect on Miami uh, to pump the brakes. So uh, I'm not expecting a lot of commitments at a paradise camp, which is kind of different, I guess. Um, but I do think there is, you know, it's part of the big picture plan of Miami recruiting right now. And I don't disagree with it. What do you think? No, I mean, I, I, I'm, I completely agree with you. I don't think that I, I just don't, I'm not sure if it's worth it to take any of these guys right now. I think it's good to have an idea. I think it's good to evaluate some of these guys, especially the 2022s. And then just kind of, again, there's no rush to take some of these right. guys. Like, even if you do like them, you know, there's no rush to really do that with so many, with so many targets still on the board and still, still so many guys you kind of want to go after. So, um, yeah, I definitely would be surprised, honestly, if they took commitment from any of these guys at, at, at Paradise, like this, like on Saturday. So again, Gabby's going to have everything covered. I'll be there as well. I think Andrew will be there too, Gabby. Is that right? Last I heard. So I'm sure, I'm sure he will. So we'll have it all covered at InsideTheU.com. Again, we got a two months for the price of $1 VIP subscription sale. Um, if you want to take advantage of that, I highly recommend it. Paradise Camp, always fun to cover. Um, let's take a break here, Gabby. And on the other side, we will get into the official visitors expected in this weekend and what you all need to know about them. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. All right. We are back. Gabby, another official visit weekend. The final official visit weekend of June. Um, this busy month of June. I, I guess... Right now, as we know it, six official visitors expected in that that hasn't changed as far as we know, correct? Yeah, these are the these are the names that Miami's expecting this weekend, and I think that's what they're going to run with. Okay, so quick rundown on those six names since it's only six. We got linebacker Demario Tolan out of the Orlando area, Zane Durant, defensive tackle out of the Orlando area, uh, four-star off. No, sorry, three-star offensive tackle Jacob Hood out of Nashville, Tennessee. Four-star linebacker Devon Jackson out of the state of Nebraska. Jaleel Skinner, tight end, freak show, best tight end in the country probably out of South Carolina. And offensive lineman Daughtry Richardson out of Miami Central, three-star prospect. So, Gabby, I'll let you take the wheel here. This weekend is vitally important in your opinion, for which prospect in particular, in terms of from a Miami perspective? Yeah, I mean, I'm going with Devon Jackson here all the way. Um, you know, he is planning on making a decision pretty soon. You know, I think it's going to be really early in, in July, you know, similar to a lot of Miami targets. And 
you know, it's, it's down to Miami and Arizona state. And, you know, I think Arizona state is in a good position here. I do think Miami has a chance now to, you know, really flip the script there and potentially put themselves in the driver's seat. But, you know, I know what Herm Edwards has done, you know, those type of those guys over there uh, have him really, really intrigued. So I think, uh, I think this will be a big weekend for Devon Jackson in Miami. Uh, you know, he's kind of a, just a ridiculously athletic uh, linebacker. You know, I think he's like 10, five in the hundred meter would probably kind of fit the striker role, if not a week, like a will linebacker. But I mean, again, just as a guy that can just move around, I mean, you're not going to find a ton of dudes like him. So I think that he's a really, really intriguing guy. And I do think that, you know, Miami has a chance to impress him, you know, this weekend, just kind of given the fact that it is Miami, he's never been to Miami before. So, you know, just kind of being able to compare it with Arizona state who we just officially visited with, I think will be a, a big, big just factor for him. And, Again, with the decision right around the corner, I think it'll be huge for Devon Jackson in particular. So people might be surprised that Arizona State is a factor considering, you know, the, the recent news coming yeah. out of there. Looks like, you know, whatever they might be, you know, some sort of penalties might be on the way for Arizona State because of alleged uh, recruiting violations that went on, I guess, this past cycle. Uh but I know you, you've, you've spoken to him here this week and he's not too concerned about that. Is that correct? No, he's not. He's not. He doesn't think that anyone over there is going to get, you know, fired or anything. Like he doesn't think that, like, I guess they've sold him on the fact that it's not going to be too bad. You know, if anything does happen, he doesn't believe anybody over there is going to lose their jobs. You know, he believes that these are just allegations at this stage of the process and all that stuff. So, um, you know, he's not too... He's not too worried about all that stuff. I guess if, you know, down the line, something were to come out and someone were, let's say Herm Edwards or one of some of the staffers were to lose their jobs, maybe I think that could potentially, you know, open things up for him if he were to choose Arizona State, you know, in a few weeks or whatever it is. But, you know, right now he's just treating Arizona State like they're they're just, you know, squeaky clean and that he could potentially go over there and and contribute. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where he's at with all this. So in that sense, I think it makes sense to – you know, even if he does commit to Arizona State on July 2nd, uh, you know, keep that relationship going because you never know if penalties will drop, when they drop, if that changes uh, his mind, and then Miami's sitting pretty, right? Um, and, and remind us too, Gabby, uh, Garen Justice has a unique relationship with, with his father. Is that correct? Yeah, so Garen Justice was the head coach at Concord University, And Devon Jackson's dad was one of his assistant coaches. So there is a sense of like, you know, trust and just really just a a relationship that's there between, you know, the, the Jackson family and coach justice and like, you know, what, where he would potentially be here at Miami, just kind of knowing that he would be with someone that they know and trust and all that stuff. So that that's another factor here. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how much that really pays off this weekend because uh, you know, I, I do, I, I know a lot of, I know the crystal ball favors Arizona state, but I do think that there is a window here for Miami to kind of show him and be like, Hey, look, there is a chance Arizona state is going to get in trouble. Like I know they're telling you this, but the reality of the situation might potentially be this, you know, this is a place where you can come. And I know he has a lot of respect for, you know, Miami as a program and the tradition of the program and, you know, what it means to play football at Miami. So uh, he's never been here. I think, you know, after he actually visits and stuff, I think there could be a, a potential change of tone and all that stuff. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. 
the other linebacker visiting, the other big time linebacker, Demario Tolan, uh, who is from Dr. Phillips High School in Orlando. Um, I think if I think it's fair to say, Gabby, or at least I was under the impression, right? Like April, May, it seemed like Miami was kind of a team to beat for Demario. Um, and you know, things have opened up. He's taken his visits. Uh, you know, particularly Clemson has come on strong here in June, um, showing him strong interest and things kind of have changed in that regard. Is that fair to say? I think Miami's still in it, but they're no longer considered the favorite. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure where Demario Tolan sits just in general. You know, I did feel the same way you did, David. I mean, I feel like, you know, even like after that Under Armour Miami camp, you know, I was feeling good about where Miami kind of stood with him. Um, you know, now that he's now that things have opened up, you know, he's gone to Clemson, has picked up an offer from Clemson. So that's always a, you know, curveball in any recruitment. Uh, you know, I know he, I know he's gone to LSU also and had a great time over there. Florida state's been involved. Um, I believe Tennessee's in there somewhere as well. So I know that there's multiple programs that are, that are involved here with, with Demario Tolan. I know that, uh, you know, again, I think Miami getting the, you know, the last official visit or just, or just getting him on campus last, I think is a big deal. You know, it is the hometown program, um, home state pro in state program. I guess UCF would be the, the hometown, but you know, I think that, uh, I think that he, Miami's done a good job developing that relationship over time. Uh, you know, I know they were on him pretty early on in, in comparison to maybe some of the others that are, that are involved right now. So, you know, I think if you're Miami, you just have to get just, I think it's just about getting him back on campus after he's been on, you know, this big long college tour. So I hope that, I think that that could potentially, you know, get them back into the thick of things, not saying that they're not, but just kind of, right. like, you know, just kind of make their way back into like the, you know, front part of his mind and all that. And I will say this, like, as of right now, there are no crystal ball predictions for Demario, which might indicate, you know, he's a guy that kind of plays things close to the vest. Um, and so if that's the case, that that would be a good thing for Miami. Um, but again, we'll see. We'll see how things look there coming out of this weekend. Um, I think we got to touch on two. In my opinion, Gabby, the most talented guy visiting this weekend, tight end Jaleel Skinner, um, number one tight end in the country out of South Carolina, a freaky athlete, six foot five, 210 pounds. Uh, the type of guy that, that Miami would love yeah, to add at, absolutely. you know, being tight end you, right. Um, what, what do you know about this recruitment kind of going into this weekend? Yeah, it feels like there's a couple schools not named Miami that are kind of at the forefront of this. You know, I know Clemson's Clemson has been very involved in the past. You know, Jaleel Skinner has said a lot of really good things about Florida State. Uh, and I believe that they're the 24-7 sports crystal ball favorite. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm not really entirely sure what to make of, you know, this official visit. I'm not sure. Um, how much Miami is like, you know, maybe realistically in the picture here. But um, I do know that there are some big boys after him. He officially visited Alabama. Alabama yeah. just took a commitment from a, another tight end, not named Jaleel Skinner. So, um, I mean, how much does that really impact things? I don't know, but I'm assuming if Alabama wants him, uh, you know, they're obviously going to be a major player in this. Uh, you know, I, I just feel like there's one of those recruitments that's going to kind of be all over the place. Again, Florida State, I know, is very involved. Uh, but then, I mean, you can't ignore Clemson either. Florida, you know, with the Kyle Pitts uh, comparisons and all that stuff that he sort of draws, I mean, is a, I think they're, they've put themselves in a pretty good spot. 
So I think it's going to be interesting to see where Miami kind of lands, you know, after this visit and if they're able to kind of make a move with him because, you know, Miami, Miami's offense thrives off tight end play a lot of the time. You know, it's a very, very essential part of what they do. And so if they can sell him on that and kind of, you know, work, just kind of climb the ladder in this recruitment, I think that that could be a pretty big deal. Zane Durant, who I think impressed Miami earlier this month in a private workout with his explosiveness, kind of a three technique uh, defensive tackle, uh, you know, needs to continue to add weight and strength. But Miami likes those kind of guys um, because they feel like they can develop them the right way inside their program once they get in. Um, he canceled his West Virginia trip that was originally planned for this weekend to visit Miami instead. I would think that's a good sign for Zane, you know, in in both regards, honestly, like from Miami's perspective that, Hey, we are seriously interested in you, uh, being in this class. And then from Zane's perspective, you know, that, that he, you know, likes Miami a lot too. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think man, I think Miami's put themselves in a, in a really, really good spot here. You know, I actually talked to Zane Durant this morning, uh, you know, just kind of coming into the visit and all that. And I mean, he was telling me like Miami's like really, really high up there for him. And, you know, I think this official visit will be big. I know the, the workout that he did with Jeff Simpson uh, was really impactful for him. I mean, he really impressed the staff over there. So they came away just really feeling good about him. And, you know, since then, I know Miami's done a really good job of just kind of making them feel wanted and all that stuff by, by the staff and all that stuff. So I think that this official visit, especially just kind of being the last one before the dead period, uh, I think is huge. Uh, I know Indiana's involved, um, Penn State's involved. He canceled the official visit to West Virginia, and he told me West Virginia is not really a factor anymore. So it sounds like it's between those two schools. He wants to go officially visit Tennessee at some point, and I know UCF is in there as well. So. I think Miami just amongst those is, uh, you know, sitting in a pretty good spot. I mean, hopefully this weekend, you know, will help Miami just kind of really catapult them to the front of this. Uh, he is open to a July decision, but, you know, could potentially wait till the like early in the senior season. But, you know, I think if Miami has a strong visit with him and he announces he's going to make a commitment in July, uh, I would feel pretty good about, you know, where Miami yeah. kind of sits there. Would he be, and again, I'm not saying you're predicting he's going to commit this weekend, but would he be like the one guy to keep an eye on in terms of commit watch this weekend of these guys that are visiting? Not saying he's going to do it, but he would be the one guy maybe. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, we saw last weekend. I mean, I don't think we knew Kamari Rogers or Landon Abieto were going to commit and that happened, Um, you know? So I think that, you know, if there were a situation similar to last weekend where someone committed on the official visit, Uh, I would put Zane Durant probably at the top of that list. Okay. And then final two guys to touch on, offensive linemen. Uh, Let's start with the local guy, Daughtry Richardson. Seems like a Miami-Florida State here battle here uh, with Florida State kind of considered the early team to beat. But I think Miami's kind of made up ground there. Um, How do you view this one going into the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I I view it pretty even, you know, between Miami-Florida State. uh, You know, I think he's – I feel like he consistently has good things to say about both programs. Uh, I know he has already officially visited FSU. Um, I know that, you know, just the fact that maybe he didn't commit on his visit. I think that could be a positive sign for Miami. Again, just Miami is going to be the last school that gets him on campus before he makes his decision. I think he's doing that July 20 something. So Miami will be the last school that sees him. Uh, I know his mom will be with him on the trip. So 
you know, I do agree that it's a Miami Florida state battle and, you know, people do assume Florida state. I'm not so quick to just, just assume that he's going to end up going back home to Tallahassee. I think that Miami's really in a, in a pretty good spot here. And again, I think they have a chance to, to really just put their best foot forward one more time again with, with Daughtry. And Jacob hood is the other offensive lineman. He's out of Nashville, Tennessee. I think it's notable that I forget if it was last week or the week before Darren justice went up to a camp, a satellite camp up in Tennessee, I think to see Jacob, right. Do you know, did Jacob work out at that camp or did they just kind of hang out together there? Yeah, I think he worked out at the camp, and I know that that was that was Garen Justice's first chance to actually meet Jacob Hood, and you know, already kind of have that face to face, like in person interaction, and uh, you know, just kind of flipping that right over into his official visit. Uh, again, I think that put, I think that's a, I think that's a positive. Uh, I know Ole Miss, uh, Georgia, you know, Auburn are a couple other schools again in the heart of SEC country. You know, right. being kind of Tennessee. Um, so definitely going to have to battle off some of those guys, but, you know, we'll kind of see how the vibe is kind of coming off of that weekend. And, you know, I feel like the offensive line board has a, you know, similar to maybe cornerback. Like I feel like there's a lot of different directions that this could end up going. So I do think Jacob hood is, is potentially one of those guys, but, um, you know, regardless of what happens there, I do think that there's some pretty good, there are some pretty good options just all around. Yeah. Six foot eight, 340 pound yeah, offensive massive. lineman. He's the type of road grader that I think Garen wants to start adding to his room, right? He wants guys that can uh, move people on the line of scrimmage, get that run game going. Jacob Hood is that type of offensive lineman. But again, like you noted, the rest of the AC, or ACC, SEC would, would love to add Jacob Hood as well. So I think it's a really strong group of, a fish, of official visitors here that will also be around for paradise camp here and there i'm not sure you know how much they will be hanging out at paradise camp i think they might pop in a little bit uh, but they'll be off kind of doing their own thing or at least that's how it's gone in the past um but yeah should be a fun visit weekend nice nice little way to wrap up here the busy month of june recruiting uh gabby you ready for this weekend it's gonna be a fun one. Oh yeah man i, I, I love it i'm ready for it First Paradise ever in the books. Almost in the books. (laughs) Paradise Camp, and uh, we will have it all covered again. We have a subscription deal, two months for the price of $1. Appreciate anyone who who activates that subscription deal and our existing subscribers and listeners. Appreciate all you guys. Uh, We'll keep it rolling, and we will have a podcast probably Monday recapping all the happenings from this weekend. So... Uh, David Lake signing off for Gabby Uruti as well. And take care, guys. Appreciate you listening. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.